It's time for Tower Talks from Inside Towers, the wireless infrastructure industry's podcast. Industry Towers editorial staff leverages our extensive network of industry sources to provide thorough reporting, pinpoint trends, and arm you with the knowledge needed to thrive in your career. And here's your host, Inside Towers managing editor, Jim Fryer. And welcome to Tower Talks, the podcast version of Inside Towers. Like the man said, I'm Jim Fryer, Managing Editor, and glad to have you with us. Today we were at a conference called Wireless Connects, and it was a one-day event full of uh, lots of interesting people and topics. We were able to pull three very interesting people aside that you probably all know. One is Alex Gelman, CEO of Vertical Bridge. One, Jennifer Fritchie, Senior Analyst at Wells Fargo, and Jonathan Adelstein, President of WIA, the Wireless Industry Association. Listen to all three broadcasts, and uh, we're going to start this with Mr. Gelman. Uh, With me is Leslie Stimson, our Washington Bureau Chief, who does such a great job for us down there in D.C. covering the Beltway and goings on at the FCC. So with that, we give you Alex Gelman. And again, we're here at Wireless Connects with Alex Gelman, CEO of Vertical Bridge. Welcome, Alex. Thanks, Jim. Glad to have you here. I'm fellow Philadelphian, Alex Gelman. I was going to bring him a tasty cake down from Philadelphia, but uh, apparently you prefer butterscotch crimpets, right? I do. My wife prefers that I not prefer them. <laughs> but. So congratulations on the new financing deal that uh, you guys just landed. Thank you. That is indicative of what? Um... Good question. I think it's indicative of a few things. I think on a macro level, it's indicative of the evolution uh, and maturation of towers and infrastructure in general, and that it's the movement from sort of pure private equity to infrastructure funds that are a little longer term perspective, and now to pension fund direct investments, where the pension fund, instead of coming in through a fund, makes a direct investment into our company and what the hallmarks of those kinds of investment are, they tend to be very long-term, very patient capital. Some people call it permanent capital. So I think that's that's the evolution of our industry. And I think it mirrors the evolution of our company. You know, when we started Vertical Bridge coming out of GTP, one of the things we said was we want to be here a long time. GTP was a decade in making, but we more or less sold because our one investor, which was a fund, wanted to sell. So we said, this time we don't want to be in that situation. So um, this is part of the process of um, creating a permanent capital base so that we can continue to grow and scale up. Uh, It's a very good business still and um, stay in it forever. You sort of answered my next question. What does the infusion of capital allow you to do that you couldn't do before? Um, I think longevity. I think that, you know, we have investors who are Um, funds and they you know they're looking to achieve uh, returns for their fund so this allowed them to take some money off the table and um, uh, stay in longer and and now we have a permanent 
capital base. Uh, we, we already had Calsters, by the way, as a direct invest, so now we have two major, major pension funds directly invested. But the other thing it does, Leslie, is gives us access to a deep pocket who's just starting, as opposed to our investors who are in for four or five years. They don't want to write checks. They want to get checks back. So now we have a very deep pocket that really is excited to write checks, and we can use that capital when we need it to grow the company. Oh, this is the same fund that already they've invested in Tillman, is that correct? Yeah, their debt side. So it's a whole different part of it's a big company and they have about two hundred and fifty billion dollars under management. That the Tillman investment was from a debt part of CDPQ and this is from the uh, infrastructure investing side. Okay. Different different group. Well here we're here with uh, you know, all the topics point toward five G and uh, fiber and data centers and all of that. Uh, how do macro towers uh, fit into all of this? I think macro towers are the backbone of wireless networks. I think it's hard to beat the umbrella coverage they provide. I think that in some parts of the country, macros will always be the solution because it's the, uh, it ultimately comes down to cost per megabit delivered, and it's hard to beat a macro in a rural area. I think that, you know, interestingly... Um, a lot of people talked about uh, when SoftBank bought Sprint about how SoftBank had built all these small cells in Tokyo. But what people didn't talk about was after they did that, they came back in and built 4,000 macros in Tokyo because they needed the coverage. The, they didn't have the blanket to make sure the nooks and crannies are filled. So I think that macros will continue to uh, thrive for a long time. I think there may be new opportunities for macros. I do think that macros will compete with small cells for incremental capital uh, as we go. So I think that, you know, anybody who's in the tower business who doesn't recognize that I think is fooling themselves. But I don't think that small cells will replace macros. And what's really interesting to me, like on the ground, is we see rings from carriers asking us to build towers right next to existing gas systems, existing small cell systems. So they're making the judgment that in this location, I'd rather be on a macro at 150 feet than go on an existing fiber ring that has nodes. Mm-hmm. So each carrier maybe beholds it a little differently. Mm-hmm. What's, what's new with Vertical Bridge then? What's the latest and greatest with them? You know, nothing changes with this investment. Uh, none of our investors are exiting completely. Nobody on management certainly is leaving. We, uh, we're just going to continue to grow. We're building a lot of towers. Interestingly, I mean, Jim, you've known me for a long, long time. I don't think through GTP and certainly at Vertical Bridge, I don't think there was ever a year that we built more towers than we bought. Last year, we built twice as many as we bought, just because of where pricing is and the opportunity. So we're going to continue to grow, whether that's building, buying both. We'll, do, we'll be opportunistic. I agree with what Tom Kane just said. I think that for the fifth G is the hardest. I think it's the most different. I do feel it'll be a true industrial revolution with blizzards of devices, with you know, long battery lives stuck on everything, and lots of data. But I think it's going to be a long time coming. I think that it's very expensive. The estimates to build the U.S. is $400 billion. I don't think carriers are just going to build that and hope that the Uber of 5G comes along. I think we'll see build, wait, build, wait, build, wait. And so I do think that there'll be a lot of investment, but I think it's going to be spread out a bit longer than maybe some people think. It could be a decade 
roll out, not like 4G was three, four years. Well, this is uh, Alex's first podcast, so welcome to the 21st Century I'm a big fan of podcasts, so I'm very excited. I have to send this to my son. Good. Well, you'll finally get the respect been wanting from him that you've got into the next... Well, I don't know. He'll critique (laughs) it. We'll see. Let's not go too far. (laughs) Thank you very much. Thank you. Thanks so much. Appreciate it. Thank you for listening to Tower Talks. To subscribe to our podcast, our daily newsletter, or use our other industry resources, please visit InsideTowers.com. Until next time, you've been listening to Tower Talks from Inside Towers, the wireless infrastructure industries podcast.